I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Cusimano. We're in the back seat of an Uber, leaving the White House on the way to Nationals Park to give, cover Game 4 of the NLCS. This is also going to be an episode of our Cardinals Plus podcast if you're listening through our podcasting. Um, <laughs> pretty crazy day here, Frank. It's not very often you can head right from the White House to watch the Blues uh, meet with the president with the Stanley Cup and head to a playoff Cardinals game. Yeah, normally we're going from DeSmet to CBC or Kirkwood to Webster. A little different scenario for us here in the nation's capital. Uh, so you just got out of the Rose Garden ceremony. Let's talk Blues first here. Just, uh, I watched it live on our app. How, how was it in there? Was it pretty cool? It really was, like, stunning. There was a couple of times where I just thought, wait a minute. That's our team right next to the President of the United States. I mean, it was surreal for moments. And, you know, the last thing we're ever going to do is talk politics on a sports podcast. Yeah. And I don't care if you hate Trump. I don't care if you like Trump. Um, they had some fun. Yeah. He, he, he was engaging at times. And, you know, they mispronounced a bunch of names. Petrangelo and Ber- Yeah. Bear Ubi. Bear Ubi and, uh, yeah, the Petrangelo one right off the yeah. top. He wondered to the audience whether he could beat up Alexander Steen. Yeah. He says, take a look at that mouth here. Well, I saw Steen and Thomas neglected to uh, put in their their fake yeah. chompers there and showed up with a couple teeth missing. But it's not about politics. It's not about Trump. It's about our hockey team in St. Louis receiving the highest possible honor you can get in the United States, a trip to the White House. And I got the impression just from, you know, looking at the guys that, boy, they're never going to forget it. Yeah. I mean, we were surrounded by governors and lieutenant governors and United States senators and millionaires and billionaires. And yet on that stage, the St. Louis Blues, along with our favorite person in the world, Layla. Yeah, that President was cool. President Trump brought up and uh, gave Layla a little kiss there at the end. She, uh, she's had quite a few months here. She's never going to really forget has. all this. So, like I said, we're in the back of an Uber here on our way from the White House to Nationals Park. I think we're supposed to only be about like 10 minutes away, but this is traffic in DC, so it's gonna be longer than that. Um, hopefully, we'll make it there in time uh, to get some pregame here. We'll hear from Mike Schilt. We got a different lineup today. Move some yeah, Cardinals tell me about, here. Tell our listening we got a different right lineup now. here in game four. I mean, why not? Facing elimination, nothing else to lose. Might as well go for broke. Dexter Fowler's out. And Tommy Edmond is in at the top of the lineup. And then Harrison Bader's taking Fowler's spot in center field. So it's Edmond. Uh, Jose Martinez moves up to the second spot. He was fifth yesterday, had two hits. Uh, Goldschmidt, Ozuna. Then you still got Molina hitting fifth, I believe. Then it's DeYoung, Bader, and Wong yeah. is hitting there, eighth. There was absolutely no sane reason to start Dexter Fowler. Yeah. There's no way Dexter Fowler gives you a chance to have good at-bats tonight. It just He's in a bad funk. Yeah. He had a solid season. He hit 19 home runs. He's had a good career. But on this Tuesday night in Washington, D.C., that man does not deserve to have a bat in his hands. Now, I thought that they would go with Randy Rosarina, who had one of the greatest minor league seasons we've ever seen and has shown some flashes, as opposed to Harrison Bader, who's been basically a 200 hitter. Yeah. So Mike Schilt is willing to gamble but not gamble too much going back to Harrison Bader. Either way, I'd like the move of not Fowler in this lineup. I mean, Fowler looked terrible. I mean, he wasn't even close to even hitting anything last night. You had to get him out of there. Uh, and you know what's interesting too, Corey? Yeah. Is that because you're knocking Fowler out of this lineup, and not that he was going to hit left-handed against the lefty anyway, mm-hmm. 
But the Cardinals realistically have a chance to do something that I'm sure has never been done in a series that lasts at least a minimum of four games, and that's not have a left-handed hitter get a base hit, which is crazy. Although I'm betting on Edmund uh, to get a base hit here tonight. I think so, too. I mean, he's been taking – I mean, everybody's looked bad. But throughout the playoffs, he's overall been decent. So hopefully he can get a good at-bat against Corbin here tonight. Uh, the Cardinals are down three games to nothing. Uh, this could be it. We could see the Nationals clinch their first pennant ever and head to the World Series. Last night, I'll tell you this, it was fun being there. Just the excitement of the crowd was, you could feel it. Yeah. The, these people have waited not that long because the Nationals haven't been around that long. But, but they're just they're just happy. It's just fun to be around. Look, let's face it. They haven't had a World Series in this town since FDR was in the White House. Yeah. We're talking 1933. And I saw, I was in the stands a little bit last night. I saw some very old fans here tonight, uh, last night. <laughs> and uh, they've been waiting for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, we've covered a lot of championship teams over the years, Corey. And this team has got it. it they they got a like mojo it. and a vibe. You don't have a starting pitcher that's allowed an earned run in the postseason. They're, they're veterans. Howie Kendrick and Ryan Zimmerman oh, look like they found the fountain yeah. of youth. And plus, you may have the best player on the planet Earth right now in Rendon, the third baseman. Oh, that play. Who's picking it up yeah. like Scott Rowland. He's hitting it like Mike Trout. He's just a beautiful player to watch. He's really good, and he's a free agent. Uh, would love to see the Cardinals throw some money yeah. that way. I don't think that's well, going to happen. But. It'd be a great move, and I would throw. It's not my money. I would throw two hundred fifty million out of yeah. in a heartbeat. But if if I'm him and I have this type of team surrounding me with that great starting staff and with Soto hitting behind me, and I love DC. You know, Washington's just got to make a competitive offer, and I'm going to stay. All right. If you guys are just joining us, I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Cusimano, Five on Your Side Sports Director. Uh, hopped in the car from the White House, the blue ceremony, heading to Nationals Park. Uh, let's see. I think we had a couple people questions in here. People liking the blues. All right, somebody asked, so, Frank, do you think the cards go home tonight, yes or no? Well, as much as I want this series to be a seven-game winner in St. Louis on Saturday, Saturday night, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think – the way this thing is trending, and you got to remember, Patrick Corbin is a two-time All-Star, 238 strikeouts, nasty stuff. His off-speed stuff is really good, which has been kind of the Cardinals' kryptonite. Yeah, I, I do not have a good feel about the Cardinals tonight. Neither do I. I mean, it just you just look in the dugout. I mean, they're saying all the right things. Oh, one game at a time. We're not giving up. She'll particularly like the line. You go she'll had a great one-liner that I'm sure I'm positive he thought of this in the dugout late in the game. He's like, I'm going to use this uh, later in my press conference. He's not writing a concession speech. He says, um, so he, he still believes in his team. Which I mean, that's what your manager's got to say no matter what. But it certainly does look like the writing's on the wall. Uh, they can say they're they're <laughs> in it, but man, those guys look like they're done. I yeah. think. Well, you know, with that said, we have felt at varying times this season that this team was in bad shape. We remember, you know, 41 and 42. We remember that miserable May. Yeah. And they found a way to surprise us and come back and play well. But you're not just trying to do well yourself. You're also trying to take down the hottest team on the face of the earth right yeah. now. I mean, we're talking 41 and 80 now. I mean, 81 and 40. 
yeah. in their last 121 games. This is not a small sample size. This is a team with elite pitching in their groove right now. This is a this is a tough locomotive to slow down. Yeah, this is a buzzsaw. And even if, I mean, listen, the Cardinals should be hitting better no matter who they're playing. Uh, they're major league hitters. They should be looking better than this. But well, the I love Nationals, our people, by the way. Texting in, I still, still believe. believe. Go Cards. God we bless you. They're still hanging in there. But, I mean, these, the Nationals feel kind of like a team uh, of destiny here. Like, there's, this is supposed to happen. It's been quite a run here for teams kind of exercising some demons and getting their first wins. You had the Blues. You had the Cavaliers not that long ago. You had the Capitals in this very town finally further. getting it. Yeah. And then just in baseball, what we've seen recently, too, you have the Cubs and the Red Sox. Cubs, in yes. recent years exercising their demons. So, this is not a 108-year drought, but no. it's a long one. So let me ask you this, and I think we'll probably talk about this in a future podcast. But if the Cardinals season ends tonight in Game Four, so getting Cardinals swept, season ends tonight in Game Four. Hold on, let me hold on. Is this a success? Do you oh, call 2019 absolutely. a success? Yes, you win a division championship. You win a division series, uh, 91 games, and it was also, you know, the arrival of the elite Jack Flaherty. Yeah. It was. Dakota Hudson on the national scene performing extremely well. Hope he does well tonight. This is a team that's built to win for years. However, um, in a strange way, Corey, having a lineup that's only had 11 hits in three games exacerbates the need for this team to acquire another impact bat in the offseason. Now, look, I applaud John Mozeliak. He did it last offseason. He got Paul Goldschmidt and got 34 homers. But you look around at these teams they have dynamic, explosive, offensive players, yeah. and John Mosellock has to add one. And, you know, Corey, it, it, it may be a free agent, although I don't think they're going to get Rendon, or you may have to package some players. Yeah. I mean, I think a guy like Carlos Martinez is marketable. I mean, hopefully you have an Alex Reyes who you can't really bank on right now, yeah. or maybe the guy who we saw last night, Ponce de Leon. But... Carlos Martinez has trade value. Jordan Hicks is going to be back. Mm -hmm. could, could you package him? I mean, I want to keep Colton Wong, but Tommy Edmond there at second base? Yeah, they've I got mean, a lot of yeah. pieces they could fit however they want to There's do There's no way you can start next season, Corey, with this offense again and, and hope to win. You're, you're 23rd and 21st and all these yeah. important offensive categories. you got to acquire another I bat. mean, and the only guy that's hit somewhat consistently this postseason is probably on his way out in Marcelo Zuna. Um, who did not have the greatest night last night on the bases and in the outfield. Yeah. Uh, but Well, I'll tell you what, Corey, that is going to be a really interesting decision for the Cardinals. I mean, how many outfielders do you have coming back who are going to hit 30 and drive in 90? The answer is zero. But he's not a good fielder. As yeah. we saw last night, he has base running lapses. You know, I, I think the Cardinals will make him a qualifying offer. And who knows well, the way how weird free agency has been. Maybe yeah. he thinks, hey, I'll come back for $20 million for the Cardinals. I mean, the biggest thing I see with Ozuna is there's guys knocking on the door behind him. The Cardinals have, like, 15 outfielders, it seems, that could start next year. You got Tyler Neal, you got Harrison Bader, you got a Rosarina, you got Carl, Dylan Carlson, who I think is going to be a star. I don't know if he's quite ready next year. But I, knowing the Cardinals and how they like to operate, I think they're going to look at all those options and say, hey, we can save money not bringing Ozuna back 
and replace him with somebody cheaper. Well, maybe you do that in the outfield, but if you do that, then you acquire Josh Donaldson to play third base. I wouldn't hate that. I thought he was going to be a Cardinal last year. I and, thought they were going to end up getting him. And I think he did too. And I think a lot of people in the Donaldson family yeah. thought that that was going to happen. And uh, I, I think they were going to get He's going to get paid. He's had a heck of a season for the Braves. Uh, he's definitely going to make his money now. All right. I don't know. We're entering a tunnel here. I don't quite know where we're at, but we are in between the White House and Nationals Park if you're just joining us. Uh, it's crazy how all of this lined up. We thought we were going to be flying to Los Angeles after Game 5 in Atlanta, um, and then the Nationals and Howie Kendrick, Kendrick pull off a, a crazy win. We fly back home, and we're here the same day the Blues are at the White House. It's pretty crazy how everything has worked out. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it it did work out what we thought in one sense really well that, you know, the flight to D.C. is a lot easier. Uh, it didn't look like the Nationals were as dominating as the Dodgers. Yeah. They certainly didn't have the season. And, you, of course, you get the added bonus of covering the Blues at the White House. But we ran into a buzzsaw. There's no doubt about it. Let's see a question here. Edward asks, can the Cards compete in the postseason without elite pitching? How do we get it without spending more money on free agent pitchers? Well, I, I mean, the Cardinals pitching hasn't been the problem in the postseason so far. I, I like their pitching staff. I like a little more depth if I could get it. Michael Waka's not going to be there for depth next year, most likely. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get out of Alex Reyes. Uh, so I, I, I like what they have right now, but going forward, I am a little concerned, especially yeah. depth-wise. Because, look, let's, the best-case scenario, Adam Wainwright gives you one more year. Yeah. You can acquire, the, you know, that fourth or fifth starter because you, you got your you got four coming back that I think are solid. That's if Wainwright returns. It, I'm not sure if the fifth one is in your system. I do think, boy, they got some arms, though, with Helsley and Hicks. Yeah. I mean, they got some, some arms in that bullpen. And, 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 you know, depending what Carlos Martinez could come back and be a starter yeah. and win 16 games and pitch 200 innings, too. That's how I would. I mean, that's how I would operate with him. Honestly, going right after this is over, I say, "Hey, Carlos, get in the frame of mind. We're gonna try you starting again." That's how I would try to uh, to fill that spot that's gonna be left by Waka next year, right off the bat. Um, last thing here, I don't know how close we are, but we've seen somebody come down from a 3-0 deficit only one other time. Cardinals fans know it well because it was the team that beat them in the World Series eventually. Boston Red Sox in 2004. Down three nothing to the Yankees, came back and won. Only team to ever do it, uh, and I just remember back on that team they had guys like Kevin Millar and they're just loose and the, hey, don't let us win this first game because then we'll get on a roll. Um, I think that's how you have to play this if you're the Cardinals. Come out, be loose, have fun. Say hey, we've got nothing to lose. The pressure's all on Washington now to close this out. Let's just do what we can, be aggressive, and just take it one game at a time, like the old cliche says. Yeah, I, look, by 10 o'clock tonight or 11 o'clock tonight Eastern time, you win this game, and then all of a sudden come back and you win another, and then you come back to St. Louis, it's 3-2, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, I wish I had a, a really an optimistic feel about the Cardinals at this point, but I don't. I hope <laughs> I'm wrong, and I've been wrong a million times. I, after they went down 2 nothing, I thought they would at least get back to St. Louis. I was pretty confident they would win uh, – two here and get back to St. Louis. Doesn't look like it, but we know this Cardinals team likes to play, uh, likes to make things hard on themselves. 
Uh, and crazy things happen when St. Louis plays in the postseason. So you never know what we're going to see here tonight. All right, everybody, thanks for riding along with Frank and I on our way from the White House to Nationals Park. Uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to download and subscribe and rate and review us as well. Hopefully we'll have some more of these episodes coming your way and the Cardinals can uh, make this series a bit more interesting. See you guys.